What? Who are you? Who, who are you? Who the hell are you, Chris Pepper? Danny Wallace, the J-Dog. We're back lightning and weeks in the cards. I can tell you now, some of us are not happy one iota. I'm on cloud nine, Peps. How are you going, mate? Oh, football's great this year, isn't it? Well, what have you seen this month, I suppose? Um, not much to get excited about, I must be honest. <laughs> I'll put it this way. Every, every, night, every Tuesday night we record this, I'm coming on and I jump onto the podcast, we get the recording going, and I really don't have a smile in my voice. It's the highlight of your week. Oh, not, not, much, to, not much to talk about, I must admit. <laughs> but you know what? There are, a, there are 17 other clubs in the league. One of yours, I must say had probably the best win of any club this year, I'd have to go close to say. Second. Round one doesn't count. Round one doesn't count. Round one doesn't count. That was a phenomenal effort by your mob. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Pretty happy with that one there. I was expecting a 10-goal loss, as I said on the podcast, but to come away with a 40-point, well, really, it should have been probably 60 points in the end, uh, Port's advantage. That Set my whole weekend off. It was percentage by the end, wasn't it? It was just, it was coming down to percentage. There really wasn't much else that that game could bring out. It was just I was I was refreshing the phone and I literally thought I was looking at a previous season or something's going wrong because it just it just did not look right. There was no reason why you should have won that game. No. And you didn't just win it, you smashed it. So well done. We did. Good old snaps and claps for Port Adelaide. <laughs> so let's kick it off. Let's let's go. Intro it in Peps. What's what's going on today's show? Well, we've got a few things going on. First and foremost, for the people who heard last week's uh, podcast, or for the ones who were unlucky to listen, uh, the audio was pretty cooked. We don't know what happened. We had a technical difficulty. We tried to clean up as much as possible, but we're back to our normally regular scheduled recording equipment this week, so everything will be fine. So for those who listened last week, apologies. This week, we'll be back up to scratch. Once again, what makes the news? That's the most important thing. Uh, a couple of, uh, we've got a guest, prese- uh, guest host, guest presenter, coming in this week. Um, someone who's very, very close to my heart. Um, obviously, some listener questions have come out of it. We'll go through the tipping results. Once again, what's in the news? Um, the fry pan, I think, like I said, will be our guest uh, guest presenter, but I'll actually be tipping my toe in the uh, the fatty oil of the fry pan this week. Um, Richo Watch, well, let's just say, like uh, the end of Richo's career, this segment has fallen flat, so we're not doing that again. We're getting to the <laughs> results. And uh, obviously, the wrap-up. One other thing, just want to let you know about, um, if you haven't heard it, have a listen to my chat with Ricky Nixon. Took an hour of his, took an hour of his uh, night last week just to sit down, have a bit of a chat, and it was fascinating, just the stuff he went into. Um, one of the things I wanted to highlight was that we didn't get into the crap. I said many times, you can just Google all that sort of stuff. We spoke about you know, the good things that happened in his career, and it came out really well, and the reception for the ones who have heard it so far has been really positive. So... If you keep listening, um, send your suggestions through, like I said, on the Facebook page or the Twitter handle, Lace Out Podcast. We'd love to hear it. Um, J-Dog, have you had a chance to uh, listen to the the great man, listen to uh, Ricky Nixon for a while? I did. So I really actually like that uh, Ricky Nixon podcast, Peps. You had it at the at a, at a little coffee shop down there at Port Melbourne. Um, and the conversation was really natural. So... Um, because a lot of the stuff you covered, I, I, I had no idea about Ricky Nixon. Like I didn't, cause I was born um, probably 
probably just a little bit too late for the era of his football. I never got to really see what he was about and what he was like as a footballer. And then the background as to all of the player management stuff and how that all kicked off. I don't think I'd ever heard him ever talk about that before. So that was that was uh, a really good listen. Yeah, I think the, the, the thing that I was really uh, impressed with was, that, first of all, very, very polished in the way he delivered everything. But I think I was just pleasantly surprised at the amount of good news stories that came out of it. And I think that's something that a lot has been flushed over, you know, and mm. admitted like he's been through his, his own issues over the years and you don't have to look far enough to find out exactly what they are. It's yeah. just here, you know, some of the stories that came out of it, um, a couple of ones obviously about Wayne Carey, the Gary Ablett one with the footy cards. He's probably told that a few times, too many times, but um, <laughs> it, was, it was actually really, really refreshing just to hear someone just, just chat football and open up. And interesting, interestingly enough, just how it all started. And then, mm. why, and then why it wrapped up and where his future's going. So I think in the next couple of weeks, you might, might hear some more come out of his camp in relation to a few things that he's setting up, um, which he didn't go into too much detail because I don't think he could at that stage. But it was, yeah, really, really fascinating. So now it's just trying to lock down who the, the next the next guest is. I've got, guest is. I've got a couple sort of floating in the background. We just have to try and get confirmation of um, maybe one or two of them and then we'll, we'll go from there. But as soon as, um, as soon as I know and you know, uh, we'll obviously let the, uh, the lace outers out there know who it is as well too. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Where do you want to start? All right, let's, kick it off. let's kick it off. Well, was this, yeah, let's kick off with the news. So let's start, let's start with, I suppose, um, well, you know how I like my social media and you know how I like a bit of a fight. Um, even though I've said to you many times that I, I respect you, um, there's nothing more I like than a bit of a troll. And I don't know if Damien Barrett in this case was being a complete troll. So uh, during the during the footy match uh, with Luke Hodge and the Brisbane Lions, uh, when was that game? Thursday, Saturday, Saturday night. No, that was the f- uh, third. Was it Friday? Thursday. Was that, that was a Thursday night make. game. Yeah, it was a Thursday Hang night on. game. It was. Yeah. Richmond. Where did Brisbane Lions play? They played at the Gabba. Thursday night, nice. they did lose by 10 goals to Collingwood, which I didn't see coming <laughs> at all. But we'll talk about that a bit more, a little bit later on. Yeah, sorry. So the, what, 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 the whole, what the whole fuss has caused over is, uh, I think during the third quarter, um, Fox Footy interviewed um, Luke Hodge on the sideline during the game as he was getting a rub. Um, now, the part that I love the most about this is Damian Barrett, uh, went on and suggested the next day on, on one of the footy programs that Hodgie was paid for his interviews and that maybe he should focus on the footy club and not his media career. Now that kicked off a bit of a fight between uh, Barrett and himself on Twitter. And then it became Barrett and uh, Hodge or Barrett and Barrett? Barrett and Hodge. Sorry. Just when you said himself. Like, yeah. Me. Sorry. Uh, so Barrett and Hodge kicked off a bit of a Twitter war. Um, and then they had a bit of a, what'd you call it? Face-to-face, phone-to-phone? Uh, heart-to-heart. Verbal. Verbal. A verbal conversation. Oh, they verbalized it. Yep, they verbalized it. They, had a verbal they verbalized it. Um, and then I think, I, think, I think Barrett backtracked a little bit. But basically, Hodge was saying to say, look, you guys want you guys want this stuff. You want access to us players. You want access to it. your media, media, media. You want everything from us. We give you what you want, and now we're getting bashed for it. Um, 
And it goes to the heart. I think Devin Smith from Essendon said the other day that players are even getting reluctant to talk to the media. Um, so Hodgie was just trying to do something great to promote the Brisbane Lions, give the give the listeners at home, we'll give the watchers at home a bit of an insight into it. But Barrett went on there and just slammed him for it and, and said maybe he should focus on the footy and not his media career post-football. What are your thoughts on that one there, Peps? Sorry for the pause, but I think this one answers itself. I think I actually thought when I looked at it and I saw it, it was almost like, is it, is it, is it quarter time or is it half time or is something? And then I realized it was actually <laughs> part of it. I don't know if that was what you were thinking. And then I saw it was happening during the game. And nah, it's not right. I think. You don't like it? I don't like it at all. Nah. Yeah, see, I love it. Nah, but imagine. Okay, so you're a triathlete. Imagine you're yeah. 150Ks into your 180K bike ride and some dude pulls up on the side of you or you're trying to focus on chasing down the person in front of you and throw a microphone mm. in front of your face and decide to have an interview with you. Yeah. I think that's the last thing on your mind at that particular stage. Oh, see, that's a dark place you go into with when you're that far into an Ironman bike leg. But um, I'd love a chat. I'm always up for a chat, Peps. You know that. I know, but there's a time and a place. I don't even I don't even like the ones coming up at halftime. I think before the game, after the game, I get it. It's not like the NFL where there's stoppage after stoppage after stoppage. It's a continually mm. free-flowing game. And I didn't like it one bit. I really yep. didn't. And I was pretty peeved when I saw exactly how it happened. No disrespect to to uh, Holmesy who did the the interview. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Just, just, just let him play. It looked amateurish. Even the way that like she was just bobbing down, throwing the microphone in his face. It was like, if that was organized, it didn't look organized. It was almost like, Ooh, here's Hodgie. I wonder if I can get a word out of him. That's what to me it felt like. And it just didn't look right. See, I, I, I thought, see, I thought it was great from someone who, um, was banned from playing football from a young, from a very young age from the league. Um, you, for some, yeah, me, me. Peps, we've, we've spoken about this before. How I got banned? How did you get banned again? As doctor's orders, doctor's orders said that I couldn't play. I had um, I had I had a rare condition, so they said no more, no more playing. Lack of ability. No, 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 no. The doctor said I had um. The doctor said that I had Teflonitis and no one could stick to me on the field. So <laughs> I got banned. I got banned from the league. So I've been out of a place since being 12 years old. So it's, uh, it's, an un- it's unfortunate. I thought, I thought, um, I thought the, the coach just rolled you a dog poo. And that no, was, I don't know. Before every game, just, that was the only way no one would go near you. No, no. So for all the people out there who've got Teflonitis, like I had it under 12s, yeah. um, you know, for for people like us, having Hodgie do an interview during the game in the in the in the in the cut and thrust of it, I thought it was great. I loved it, and I want more of it. I don't. No. Nah. I love it. No, nah. no. Nah. It's a sport. It's not entertainment. Well, what about when you have interviewers run out during the like in the in the first few seconds of the final quarter of the final siren? What's game's the difference? Finished. Game's fin- the game is finished. The di- Doesn't matter. What's the difference? The game has finished. That's the difference. The game is over. The game is finished. It's done. It's cooked. It's over. But you're saying, but you're saying that the emotions still aren't riding. No, but there's nothing on the line. The game is finished at that particular stage. That nothing that the, the interview, the interviewer's mind is not on that game any longer. Mm, I see where you're coming from, but I think for people who don't play the game, and 
who are screaming for real athletes these days. I think it's a really good what thing to have it in. A real athlete? What, 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 what do you mean by a real athlete? Like one like who, what, one who, who does interviews on the sideline? <laughs> well, that's a real athlete. No, no, but people, athletes these get days are the so vanilla. Get off the couch and do something yourself. And turn yourself into a real athlete instead of living your life through these other people. It gives me the shit when I hear that. Oh, they're role models. They didn't ask to be role models. No, but oh. it doesn't matter. Nah, it's bullshit. Don't do it, Channel 7. It looks tacky. No one wants it. The only one who wants it is you. And Keep it up, Channel 7. Nah, you can get stuffed. <laughs> well, this is going to kick off for a nice night then, isn't oh, it? We're going to have a great night in a minute. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the next one, which is the booing of Gary Ablett. So my big question here is, is it a big deal? Can't we boo players anymore? Um, I personally feel that... Well, I don't know. There are players that just get booed and booed and booed and booed and booed. I'm I'm on the fence with this one here. I think why can't you boo players? But at the same point, I think there's a point where you're just taking the piss. Boo them. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in perspective for you. There's okay. a movie that came out in the uh, the 2000s called Unbreakable with Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson and Bruce Willis. And there was Mr. Glass against the other bloke, which was Bruce Willis. And they're talking at the end of the film. It was the whole big reveal. And there's, he said, there's heroes and there's villains. And together, they make the world complete, basically. Mm-hmm. You can't, if you're not allowed to boo, then you shouldn't be allowed to cheer. Because you should be allowed to boo. Why, why does everything have to be goody two-shoes? You've got to have... But why, your- why are you booing? Why are you booing? Why are you booing? Because I don't like him or I don't like the way that they play. Or you know what? It makes me feel good to be able to boo someone because you know what? They're getting paid truckloads of money to be able to do it. They know this is, they know that that's the environment that they're going to be in. And you know what? I'm not allowed to boo anyone. I can't boo them at work. I can't boo them at home. I can't boo them in the street. I can't even boo at a bloody haunted house anymore in case I might scare someone. (laughs) You can go out there and boo. And you know what? What were they booing him for? This is the thing. What were they booing him for? Were they booing him because it's, is it Gary Ablett? Are they booing him because he's just killed the Hawks over so many years? Or are they booing him because of his support of Israel Folau? And once again, that was another thing that was taken out of context. And um, once again, if you have a listen to my in, uh, in the in chat with series with Ricky Nixon, he actually said that uh, he supported Gary to the tilt because he actually supported he Israel Folau's support behind the faith, not the actual message itself. Mm. Mm. And I think that's where it's been sort of uh, twisted a little bit that he was supporting what he said. I don't think he supported what he said. I think what he was doing, he was supporting that he was out there um, uh, professing his, his faith and his love for his religion. Oh, I think that's where yeah. it was going, but this yeah. doing, for that, I think it's a bit pathetic. It was the same thing with the Adam Goods thing. Like, why can't you just boo them? It had nothing. To, everybody said it was race-related by the end. I just don't yeah. think people liked Adam Goods for a number of things that he did, and it sort of um, elevated to that. Yeah. I still think you should boo. But once again, and here comes the AFL coming out and saying, oh, we might have to get our um, code of conduct group onto it. And see. What the hell are they going to do? Maybe get the maybe get the game back on track. 
Maybe you worry about yep. what's going on in your backyard, and don't worry about that. What are you going to? Are you going to eject you know fifty thousand people or forty thousand people out of a stadium? Good luck, mate. Because I tell you what, the way the game's going, you won't have to reject him because they ain't going to be turning up soon. <laughs> game is going to shit. The game is um, going to shit. Look, as I said, I'm 50-50. Yeah, but I mean, like, do you want do you want these players like Gary Ablett and the Adam Goods and stuff as their last as their last thing going out of their game that they're that they're being booed off in every game they're playing? I've got an idea. Radical idea. How about mm. we not talk about it? <laughs> well, we're stuffed right now. Well, we've got nothing. But what I'm saying is <laughs> if we keep bringing it up in the media. Yeah. The public will talk about it. I do agree with that. If you just stop making it an issue, it stops becoming an issue. Yeah, I do agree. Okay. The problem is with all these so-called reporters and funny enough, when I was trying to get the media accreditation for the AFL, which we didn't get this year, there's more accredited media personnel than players in the league. Now, what's that saying? Mm. Mm. What's that saying? It's yeah. pathetic. You know what? I'm going to boo. I've been booing since I was a little kid. I was booing as a little tacker. I was booing and I'll boo and I'll boo. And I'm teaching my kids to boo as well too. They should be <laughs> the bad guy and cheer for the good guy. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, dear. Dear. I don't Pucks, know. I've... Pucks doesn't boo. I'm going to come down there. I'm going to teach him how to boo. I, I, I like a boo for the troll, but I mean, like, at, at the same time, I don't make it a thing that I do every time someone gets the ball. That's that's getting a bit beyond it. Oh, tell you what. I boo, I boo for the theatre. If you were booing Gary Ablett every time he got the ball and did something on the weekend, you wouldn't have had a voice by the end of that game because he was, <laughs> in the words of Bruce, delicious. He was very good, wasn't Special. he? The sun was gleaming off that chrome dome of his. <laughs> All right, next one. The Blues have done it. The Blues have won it. Done it. And you know what? I know. I was absolutely gutted by it. No. I was gutted. Well, so the Blues defeated the Western. And Sorry, you go. No, no, you, you go on it and I'll tell you why I was gutted. Okay. So the Blues defeated the Western Bulldogs to give them their first win of the season. And they defeated them by 44 points. So I think we should give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back, Peps. I think this podcast for IPAN probably gave them the confidence to really go out there and smash it. What do you think? And that's why I'm gutted by that win. Because you have a look at the little four-year-old guy who did the interview on the weekend, little Bolty up there. He was so proud. His little green shoots had finally sprouted. Yep. Thanked everybody except... LOP, Lace Out Podcast, did not get a mention. Because I can tell you now, that was mandatory listening before the game. You know when they have their headphones on, they've got their, their beats, mm-hmm. and they're all bopping around, bouncing the footy? They yeah. ain't listening to any Dr. Dre or any Drake or Snoop Dogg, mate. No. They listen to uh, Pep Six and the J-Dog. Yeah. And he made them listen to our blasts over the last number of, not weeks, not months, but this year and last year about those blue shoots. And Why we, aren't we on any list development? Pardon? Why aren't we on any, any recruiting lists? Oh, I am. I'm on, my, I'm on Melbourne's. <laughs> we, should be, we should be looking after development. Yeah. I think, I think we, helped them, we helped them see the forest through the trees. Yeah. I think, 
Well, like I said, if you if uh, if a tree falls down in the middle of a forest and no one's there to hear it, did it actually fall down? I still don't think no. we've answered that, but I think we got them there. I think we helped them across the line. And it's going to be interesting this week because their follow-up game is going to be an absolute corker. Hawks mm. versus Carlton this Sunday, 28th of April at 3.20. And there is no reason, could, there, no reason they can't win that. And by the way, do you know who I've got a bit of a Chubbs Farquhar for? Who? That big, massive unit Harry Mackay down forward. Oh, yeah. And that boy take a grab. Yeah. Can I also just Hercules. can I also just say can I also just say the Geelong Hawthorne game and any late game the day before a school day absolutely sucks. Can AFL stop doing that? Make why why is this a why is this a Sunday match? Or, sorry, Easter Monday match. Hmm. Uh, three twenty start. Why do they have Sunday games starting at three twenty? All right. I'll- We've already spoken about it. We're going to go into it again. The AFL do not set that time. It's the broadcaster because that broadcaster leads straight into the into the news. They've got the it's, audience and it drags them down. It's, it's just the it's, worst time. Mate, it's been going on for 30 years. If you haven't figured that one out, my friend. I Like the game yesterday was like the, the, the Geelong Hawthorne games are always a cracking game no matter where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, on the ladder positioned going into it. But that is such a late start time and you've got work the next day. Well, if you're smart, you don't actually work this week. Like me. Oh, you got the whole week off. The week off. Oh, muscles. Oh, mate, I've got plenty of things to do this week. Folding and ironing and washing floors and housework. Oh, I'm pumped for it. But no, so go back up, yeah, back, back on track. We, we, we should have been, we should have been credited, shouldn't we? No, no, yeah, we? We should be credited with that win. They've got, they are going at their trajectory. Like, give them a couple more years. It could be any. They'll do what Brisbane have done this year. I think they'll have their moments and they'll have their ones where they what they fall over. Yeah, I reckon they've got. And I, I reckon they've got the right guy. I just think that you know, Carlton supporters, they haven't had much to cheer about over the last ten years. I feel and the best. Thing, it's good to see it. True, and the best thing is. They uh they just rocketed past Melbourne up the ladder. Well, it wouldn't be too hard, my friend, because you'd only have to be second last, and they've rocketed into third last. <laughs> Actually, no, they're above Sydney as well. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. They're right. They've, they've uh, moved four spots. No, we're shit. <laughs> we're shit right now. I, I can't put that any other way. All right. All right. All right. We're straighten up. Straighten up. Straighten up. We'll get a taste of that in the fry pan. What do you hear that? Good. Straighten up. Okay, so next one. Um, East is a big. East is a big time. I didn't realize everyone's in crisis. But anyway, North Melbourne Easter Sunday meeting. So Ben Buckley, the North Chairman, called a meeting to discuss the Kangaroos' one and four start to the season. Uh, and who attended was Brad Scott, the coach, the captain Jack Siebel, chief executive Carl Delina, and head of football Cam Joyce. Now that was all according to the Herald Sun. So they had a big powwow on Easter Sunday. And I don't know how nice it gets because this week they play Port Adelaide over in Adelaide. Is There's a couple of questions out of this. One, is Brad Scott the coach to take him forward? Two, is Jack Zebel the captain to lead him on the field? And three, what the fuck is going on down there? I don't know, Eddie. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of funny. You look at the way that they've been going 
If he's only 42, he, he's been through a lot. He's only 42. He's younger than me. Brad Scott? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think the, the, the thing that he has, unfortunately, on what, what's going on for him is, is that he's, he's, he's been there since 2010. He's got yep. just over 50% winning record. Mm-hmm. I think they're a little bit like Melbourne to a degree where right. I think they thought that they were better than they actually were. And yeah. I don't think that they're that good at all. They went out and recruited Polak, Picard, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tyson, Arrow. Mm-hmm. Tyson got mm-hmm. dropped last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their brand of football is. Um, by the way, if anyone thinks that they should get booted off Good Friday football. Here's another one for you. Get stuffed. Because there's no reason why they shouldn't be on Good Friday if we have to put up with that pathetic opening game, which is Richmond and Carlton, every single year. Because, Calm down, Pepsi. No, no, Calm down, Pepsi. No, I'm, I'm, you did it last week. No, that's that's crap. Okay, but... <laughs> Um, I just, I just think that he's, he's, he's. When I say his club, I just don't think he's the list is all, all that good. Yeah. Um, maybe they need a freshness. Maybe. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing though. That he came into that club and they, and they made, um, they got deep into September. Uh, I think three years in a row or two years in a row and a couple of other. Prelims. I definitely made two prelims in a row. Yeah, and they scraped in the eight a couple other times. But they were lucky prelims. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say. It. There's no such thing as a lucky prelim. But in both but they had a soft run. Yeah, they, no, they, they weren't going to do anything. Like they weren't going to make a grand final. No. So the problem is, though, they, they did a mini build um, two seasons ago now. Is it two, yeah, two seasons ago now where they got rid of all of their senior players, or majority of their senior players over 35 or over 34, yeah. was it? Um, but Jesus left them exposed. It's left them really exposed now with all those, uh, all those 27, 28-year-olds who really haven't developed. They haven't done anything. No. They've got no leadership. And then that then has a knock-on effect to the younger players coming through because then the 27, 28-year-olds, they're all flapping around. Yeah. Um, well, he has had, except for, except for 2017, he's had 10-plus wins in every one of his other, other seasons. Not too many coaches can say that they've had that sort of record. So... I but 10 plus is middle ground, though. Yeah, but there's a lot of clubs that don't get 10. And to do but that, it means nothing. It means nothing. And, that, and I think that's the issue right there is mm. that they're not bottom, they haven't really bottomed out. So that means no, they, they haven't. They don't get the, the pinnacle of draft picks at the end. So mm-hmm. they've got to almost keep retopping, retopping, retopping. Yeah. And it's just not getting that elite type of player or players in to jump yep. in those extra couple of spots. Like I said, if we look at if we look at the the Blues are a perfect example. Okay, mm-hmm. look at what Gold Coast have done in the space of twelve months. Have a look at this, what Brisbane Lions have done. Yeah, you need you need a you need to have a couple of bad seasons to get that influx. Yeah, players in to take your club to that next level. Now there are a couple of clubs that haven't but haven't had to do that. Geelong, mm-hmm. Sydney, Hawthorne, mm-hmm. I would say. But what they've done is that they've worked it out. Well, we're not going to get direct number ones or twos, but we'll get them from other clubs. Burgle, yep. Dolly, Wingard, yeah. uh, O'Meara, yeah. that sort of thing. Because they've got the name, don't they? Yeah, but you need, well, they are. You, you need that top end talent. You, you just need it. And 
That's not a really Ben Brown. Who mm. else is that? And and um and Higgins. Who else is their top end talent? Well, Pollock was supposed to be at seven fifty a year. Yep. Zebel yep. was supposed to be. See, but Jack Zebel's how long? How many years has Jack Zebel been playing for now? He's probably maybe eight season, nine season now. He'd be up there. And so, but you know what? He, he's busted his chops every every. He busts his chops every week. He's, concu- he's concussed every second week. Well, he's and he's and the, and the other week he's concussed somebody else. He's a hard nut. He's a hard he nut. And, and I'll tell you what, I'd love to have I'd, at the way we're going at the moment. I'd love to have a Jack Zebel. Unfortunately, he's he's driving he's driving the the ship with good old Scotty up the front, and there's there ain't too many people in the engine room making the propeller spin too hard. Well, you guys, you guys had one. You just decided to let him. You decided to cull him. That was Cam Pedersen. Well, we're looking back now, but once again, it's um, they would say a, a week. If a week is a long time in football, what's six months? Yeah, and that's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's like I said perfectly last week. Ricky Nixon said these exact words. Once again, have listened to the uh, interview with uh, Ricky Nixon in the in Chat Two series, and he said simply this: He's speaking to recruiters at the moment, and they don't know whether to recruit footballers or athletes. Hmm. Yep. That is, that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. He says that. So what's unfortunate or could be seen as unfortunate is Ben Buckley, who's the, who's the chairman for North has come out and he said these fabled words that we are fully behind Brad Scott as a coach for the North Melbourne football club. Is there a sentence that sends a shudder down a coach's spine like that? Do you think Um, we've heard that all the time? Um, the only other one that I can think of is if we're in the WWE, let's loose one of their wrestlers. They're known as the Future Endeavors because it says uh, uh, yada 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 has decided to leave the WWE. Uh, WWE wishes them uh, all the best on their future endeavors. <laughs> when you're at that, it's basically like saying, yeah, get stuffed. Um, yeah. It'd be, look, you'd be, stupid and you'd be stupid to get rid of your mid-seasons. Ain't going to make a difference. Not gonna make a difference. Get rid of him halfway. No. What's it gonna do? You're gonna pay him out, and you're gonna be back at square one. If you're gonna do a yeah. clean out, do a big clean out at the end of the year. Yeah. You, you just don't know yeah. what's gonna happen. You don't know what's gonna happen. In the next yeah. And, at all. And the, and the thing is though, like, like these days, even the shin bonus spirit, like that, doesn't exist anymore in this club. They've just got no fight anymore. So. Yeah, I think you're right. They need a big clean out. They need a massive clean out of that club. Yeah, and um, there's a few others that need a bit of a clean out as well too. I think. <laughs> I think when you get, I think it's not when you get comfortable. I think that you need fresh ideas. It's it's like but the problem is, yeah, you know, it's like the world of business as well too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the problem is they 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 made these big moves two seasons ago, but that they they let the players go when they had absolutely no currency. Like the players go there. They don't develop. They don't seem to get any extra currency. So when they want to move the model or try and shape the list or, or, or do something with the list and try and get some picks back in uh, at the top end of the draft, no one's worth anything. Unless you let go of Ben Brown or someone like that, which you'd be freaking crazy to because you've got no one else after Ben Brown. No. Who else are the kids going to run out with at the start of a game? Hey. <laughs> Exactly. No one. No one. No one at all. Um, yeah, I think they're going to. Um, they're going to find it tough this year. They're going to find yep. it. 
right? They got to be making some wholesale changes at the end of the year as well. Right? Yep. Now the next news item I've got there, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that. Is that okay with you? Because uh, I'm going to. I, I want. I want. I want you to cover that off uh, in the next segment. All right. Is that okay? So do you want to do the fry pan now? Let's do the fry pan. It's, it's a bit of a two part of this fry pan, isn't it? It is. So do you want to explain? So do you want me to explain what's happening and then and then. You you um you sort of go into it. Um, okay. I'll I'll, I'll um I'll add the finishing touches. So what Peps has sort of alluded to there is this week's fry pan is a bit of a two-parter. So first we're going to have um, someone very near and dear to the Melbourne Football Club um, give his assessment on what he thinks going wrong. So he's going to he's going to put Melbourne uh, the Melbourne Football Club in the fry pan, and then straight after that we're going to have uh, I suppose the beating heart of the club, the member, the supporter. The poor bastards that have been putting up with this for the last forty-six years. This premiership, is that all? The premiership, premiership less club since nineteen fifty-eight. Fifty-six. Fifty-six. 64. Oh, the Olympics. Sorry, sixty-four. 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 So right now, I'm going to give you uh, our first bona fide celebrity, and then we're going to hear from the beating heart of the club. Here we go. Okay, so that's, that's point one. We know Stephen may come back terrible because that's on record. He's now not playing. What well, we do know. And then they're unrecognisable, Gary, from, a, from a, a brand point of view. We don't know what their brand is anymore. So the difficulty, if you're Simon Goodman, is where do you start? You know, their, their, their A great game was contested ball. They're no longer that good around the contest. They're so, by his own admission, they're so easy to score against. The problem as we get to round five, even if, Brownie, they've caught up in round five in terms of the, the fitness, is they, they, their brand is so poor at the moment. Their percentage was 75%. Now, St Kilda's, even though they won four, I always look at percentage, 75%. So their, their rankings, you look at the points considered from defensive half, points stoppage, Differential disposal, uncontested possession, differential, which when the ball gets on the outside, there's a lot, a lot of problems at, at, at Melbourne Footy so, I... so, yeah, that was Paul Roos talking about Melbourne and where their problems lie. Now, being an ex-coach, he obviously knows that place better than anyone else. But, Peps, I'm going to throw it to you now to give a, a different perspective from what you see from the sidelines. Okay. So, take it away. Yeah, certainly. So... Um, I went down to, look, everybody knows I'm a madly passionate Melbourne member and have followed them, like I said, I'm 43. So I followed them every day virtually my life except for one. And that one day is I decided that I would barrack for Carlton. This was in 1986. And the other reason I swapped is my dad said that was fine. I just had to go out and buy my own jumper. And at that stage, I changed straight back to Melbourne. Now, um, they're a big part of my my life, but also my family, my dad, my brother, mum, sister-in-law, auntie, all barracked from Melbourne. Uh, so they're a big part of my life. My kids do it as well too. And I didn't think it could get much worse about five years ago where we won two games for the season. And nothing was going right. Uh, Mark Needle basically ruined the club. Cameron Schwaber pretty much wrecked the club. Decisions were made during the Jim Steins era, which were totally incorrect and um, the wrong people were let go. 
Paul Ruse came in and Peter Jackson came in, set the, set the rudder straight, worked in the defensive side again. And then five years in a row, we increased our ladder position. Last year, we get to a preliminary final and you could just tell by the end of the season or in that game, they were, they were just completely cooked. Um, they knew the year before in 2017, they missed out in the last game of the season. All they had to do was beat Collingwood and they got smashed. And they almost did it the hard way last year. It was just a win against West Coast in Perth, which, which got them across the line. They came out, smashed Geelong in a elimination final, came out, beat Hawthorne in a cracking uh, first semi-final as well, got to the prelim and got beaten by the eventual winner, which was West Coast. You get into a pre-season and you know Jesse Hogan, who's a Perth boy, is pretty much looking at going back home. They go and do the deal to send him back, which I totally supported at the time. And they bring in Stephen May. When you look at everything, the biggest area that we lacked was a key defensive post, especially with um, Jake Lever out with his knee. So we knew he was coming back. We knew May was coming back. You're going to get your two pillars. Tom McDonald been playing brilliantly. Sam Wiedemann looked like he was could have been anything with, with a lot of momentum moving into the preseason. All reports, Melbourne, as they would say, flying on the track. And that was through numerous media reports, people, etc. We get to the first game and the first 10 minutes, I thought, here we go again. And you were there that game with me. Mm-hmm. And we were looking really Mickey Mouse. And then about halfway through the second quarter, the wheels started to fall off. Mm-hmm. And we lost. And the next week turned up, we lost. And that was Geelong, 80 points. The week after that was Essendon. I thought, here we go, we're a chance here. Thursday, uh, Friday night football, we haven't had it for a long time. And we got smashed. And I'm sitting here going, this is, this is not right. Something doesn't look right. And we go out and beat Sydney in Sydney, which I didn't think we were going to win at all to the point I picked Sydney. I thought I went, okay, we've got our, this, that might have been it. They said that we've had, we had 15 players, 15 of our top 22 had surgery over the preseason. And I thought, okay, here we go. We're right now. That was the first win. We'll kickstart things. And then I went on um, Sunday afternoon with my brother-in-law to watch the Saints game. About halfway through the third quarter, I walked out. And I would have to say, I cannot recall another time I've walked out of a game. I usually wait to the end. I think that if you're going to, if you're going to lose, you go down with your team. But I was just so disgusted by what I was seeing out on the field, by a potential team who went deep into finals action last year and were putting themselves up for a tilt at the finals. What I saw on Saturday night, I, I had to walk out and I said to my brother-in-law, you want to get going? He goes, yep. I looked at dad, I said, Trevor, I'm out of here. And he goes, fair enough. And we left. It was, it was disgusting. It was deplorable. It was, and the worst thing is, mate, people ask me, what's going on? What's, what's wrong with them? And I just don't know. I, I literally can't put my finger on it. And I think that's mm. the hardest thing as a Melbourne supporter is, is that we have nothing, no reason whatsoever to be cocky about what we've done. What have we done? We've made finals once in 10 years. Once. Yeah. Um, so whatever's going on down at that club and you hear a rumor and innuendo players didn't come back fit. 
players um, didn't work as hard as they should in their off-season. Is infighting among Brendan McCartney, Simon Goodwin. Regardless of what it is, uh, I'm sitting here at the moment just looking at, we've got Richmond tomorrow night. I was, I was actually planning on going uh, two weeks ago. I'm not going now. There's, I'm not going. There's no point. You're not going? No, I'm not going. There's no point. Oh. No, I'm not going. Jamie, what, what am I going to see? I'm, they're not going to turn it around in the space of a week. They've made five changes, and those five changes aren't going to be covering what we need. I don't know who's going to no. stop Rich. I don't know who's going to stop Rewalt. It's going to be a bloodbath. The midfields will be okay, and their backmen will kill our forwards. We've got no connection. It's like the AC and the DC don't want to play right with each other. It, it, yeah. it is an absolute shambles. And we were talking about North Melbourne a couple of um, moments ago about their clean-out. Melbourne's coaching group, I'm not talking about the head coach, I'm talking about the level down. They need a massive clean-out. We need something. Because last year, our entries going into the forward 50 was shit, and they're still shit. I just want to go through some things. Here are some of the rankings that Melbourne currently stand for as we speak. All right? We're ranked 17th for disposals per game, 14th for points per game. We're ranked 18th for opponent points per game. We have the least opponent tackles per game. So meaning that we, we that they've got the ball. We're not even there. Okay. We're um, 18th for marks per game, 17th for disposals. I think I might've said that twice. That's how bad it is. We're ranked 16th in team to opponent rebound 50s, meaning that they're getting it. Opposition score... 30% of the time they go into their forward 50. Score a goal. Mm-hmm. We, we're, we're shit. And for the Melbourne players that actually thought that they were going to be doing something this year and took their foot off the pedal and put their minds instead of what do I need to do? Because premierships are not one on the training track. It's what you don't, what people don't see. That's where they're won. We're more worried about what Instagram filter am I going to be using or what brand of chocolate milk should I be advertising this week or what brand of uh, Jack Watts' shorts. <laughs> I'm, I'm furious to the point of I've unsubscribed myself from all Facebook groups related to Melbourne. Because I'm <laughs> and tired of reading all the bullshit. And as soon as I've done that, it's made me feel a lot better. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what... The Italian Stallion, he hasn't burned his scarf yet. He's still going with, going with that. But they really need to do something about the way that they're playing because i tell you what, it, it, when it bleeds, it leads. I've said it before, and we are bleeding left, right, and center, and it disgusts me. The amount of talent that we've got, we are as slow. We are slow, mate. We yeah. are slow. Yeah. I don't think what you need to out there. What you need, Peps, is, and I'll take you back, I tell, tell everyone else a story, what we used to do, but back where you and I worked together for many years, I used to come in, probably 2013, 2014, when my team was flying, your team wasn't. And I used to come in on a Monday morning, and I used to go over to your desk, and I used to give a big cuddle because you were upset about your team being shit. And I used to get close to you and whisper in your ear, and I used to say to you, Sucked in, loser. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> We're back there, Peps. We are back there. We are back there. And the worst thing is, is that I have to just look at your your mob. You've got some top-end talent. You've turned it around. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm. 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 I'm, 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 I'm not easy. Use the word. I'm really just disappointed. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. You know, I'll just give me some heart. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. Give me some. And you know what? He's. I don't know whether the players are confused with what they have to do. I don't know whether the structures are just too difficult. It doesn't matter how good your structure is if you don't have the the, the players to be able to carry out. It's useless. But nothing's changed at that club. That, oh, sorry, nothing's changed on that list specifically. Well, that's, but that's where I'm starting to think that what we're trying to get them to do is not going to work with the group that we did. It's contested ball. Just get the ball like you did last year. But it's it's almost like they couldn't be bothered. They don't look fit. Sorry, mm. I shouldn't say that. They don't look fast. Last year they looked fast. Yeah. I don't know, mate. I'm, like I said, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, well, a- and I, the games that you watch of Melbourne as well, and I and look, you have way more in depth knowledge of Melbourne. I've watched a few games just because of connection to you, and, and I don't mind watching it. Um, they just seem to bomb the ball into the fifty. Dude, nice high balls in. We were doing that last year. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We need a new defensive coach, a new midfield coach, and a new forwards coach we need we need to we need to clean it out if i said to somebody and there were two people i'd target i'd be targeting adam Uze, former melbourne player mm-hmm. who's currently on the hawthorne um assistant and been there for a long time i'd put him into a senior position with us and yeah. from a fitness perspective our fitness dave misson i don't know where you got your fitness credentials from but if you can show me the wheaties packet you did i'll go out and buy one <laughs> because you're, you know what? If he had, if he could write a book, the title of his book would be Four to Six Weeks." Because <laughs> that's what every player is out four to six. He yep. has screwed up so far. Joel Smith. He has Vandenberg, Jetta. Mm-hmm. Jetta didn't look right on on the weekend and, and got injured again. Shouldn't have but been. Jetta's out now. Frost. Yep. I mean, uh, um, Lewis wasn't right. May came back unfit. Lever's doing all his own stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, I'd be getting um, Rob Jackson. The players did a lot of work with Rob Jackson before he became the fitness advisor for the umpires. or the mm-hmm. I'd get him back. Because mm-hmm. when he'd be looking after a lot of the players in his own gym for the last couple of years, yeah. saw what happened. As soon as he basically yeah. left the club, which was the start of this year, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, it's, gone, it's gone downhill. I'd get him back. Yeah. The players loved him. And he got them right where they needed to be. And I get, and I would get whoever the, the psychic guru is who did anything with Richmond last year, get them in as well too. <laughs> um, you don't, you don't want the, you know, the the changing minds people who did the uh, Adelaide Football Club. If it look, Adelaide people are pretty nuffy. We know that. We know <laughs> Kane Corns and Chad Corns. <laughs> you. Um, no, anything to make them better. They've got to change it up. Yeah. Otherwise, there'll be people looking for uh, new jobs next week. Next I tell you week. what. I tell you what. If you if you guys didn't bring in Bruce, I'd hate to think what these last four weeks would have looked like for you. It would have been worse. I don't know. I'm shocked. Tom McDonald is just so low on confidence. It's not funny. So do you say that? So is that is that an admission that Jamie was right? And yes, I just referenced myself in the third person. <laughs> um, no, I don't think it's right. 
I just think he's so low on confidence at the moment. He, he, he could be one out in the goals. He'd be one out in the goal square by himself and still get beaten. Do you want to trade Petrarca? No. Get off his back. What's wrong with Petrarca? There's nothing wrong with him. He's just slow. He's not. He's probably going to drop out five kilos. Yeah. And then just let him play. Just let him play. Yeah. If you saw him, he, he's busting. He's trying his guts out. I can see that he's trying his guts out. The problem he's is, a plotter, is that, though. Yeah, you got to have plotters, mate. Sam Mitchell was a plotter. Greg D- Diesel Williams was a plotter. You need to have plotters, mate. Not your forward it's line. A game for that, all yes, you can. Don't give me that shit. You know, he's just the way the ball goes into that forward line. No one can get a kick at the moment. Lockett, yeah. couldn't, Lockett couldn't kick bags. Dunstall couldn't kick bags. Is Jones done? Oh, I reckon he last season. What about Lewis? Yeah, last season. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think they, I think they are last season stuff. I think some big calls need to be made. Yeah. Wow. Well, Lewis only had three years. Yeah, well, this is his second. Oh no, it's his third. Yeah, and he's been fantastic yeah. for us. Yes. But um, mother, um, well, I say, um, mother nature, time waits for no man, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. They're not waiting for them. This game. You, you could be on top of the world one minute and at the bottom the next. Look at St Kilda. They're yep. doing the complete opposite. They brought in the yep. kids. They changed everything up. They got the off-field right in terms of the support mechanisms, assistant coaches, etc. <sighs> they are good. And so for all the supporters I, out there who I've given stick to, well, your team threw it in my face on the weekend, so well done to you because you've got an exciting brand of football out there. Yeah, yeah. Final question on Melbourne. How are the hot jam donuts? Well, it's funny. I, 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 um, I did say during my rant, if you don't get a chance, have a look at my Facebook page, uh, Christopher Pepper. Uh, and usually I shoot a video either before or after the game, depending on how it's gone. And uh, I, I did leave a couple of expletives. And in the moment of it, I, I referenced that this jam donut had uh, more heart than the, the Melbourne footballers. And then one of my uh, one of my mates, uh, uh, Big Ed Bullerin, St Kilda supporter, said, "Yeah, it's, those jam donuts were like Melbourne's heart, soft in the middle." And um, <laughs> I couldn't disagree one iota because he was correct. They're just soft. They might have been yeah. red, but they were very soft in the middle. Jeez, were the hot jam- were the donuts good though? Oh, fantastic! Oof. Yeah, so was, jam so, donut. They were the four uh, Jack Daniels and Cokes I had when I got home too. Jesus, big yeah. night for the Pepe House. Yeah, I got to do what you got to do. <laughs> all right, all right. So on the home straight here. Go for it. So, so listen to the question. So just, just, just the one tonight, actually. Actually, there's two. And it's a single one. I've got two. One, oh, there's two. one that's coming uh, since the show had started, which I'll quickly okay. give you the heads up about, which we might have to just think off the top of your head. Okay. All right. So the first one, chocolate. Fridge or cupboard? Where does it live? Fridge. Are you serious? Chocolate in the Glen. You stick that chocolate in the Glen Ridge any day of the week, my friend, and it is. A are, you, are you serious right now? Yep. Chocolate lives in the cupboard. No, it doesn't. Chocolate lives in the cupboard. You get that separation. Get that milky cocoa separation. We leave it in the fridge. No, man, I want the snap. That is disgusting. No. 
I don't know. Can we put a post out there with like, you know, like like chocolate fridge or cupboard, like like you know, thumbs up for for a yes or something for a no. We can, we can throw a poll up there on the the lace out page. I'll probably throw that it is, up, uh, tomorrow. That, that tells me everything I need to know about you going forward in life. Well, I, I, I like it hard. And you like it soft. That pretty much puts it to a T, doesn't it? No, I like shit tasting good. You like it tasting disgusting. I love the snap, like Thanos. Next year we tell me you put soy sauce on your pie. No, but I'll leave the soy sauce in the fridge. What? <laughs> who are you? Who, who are you? Who the hell are you, Chris Pepper? Well, do you eat the ends of the bread? The loaf of bread? Of course I do. No, you got to keep them there to keep the loaf fresh. Who the hell are... Who the hell do you think you are? You're an animal. I'm going to move it, shake it, groove it, fake it. Who do you think you are, my friend? Um, no, you All right, serious question. Yep. Is it from you? You tell me the serious question. Oh, yeah, serious question. So um, one, of the, one of our loyal listeners, Joe, wrote in um, and, and pretty much stated, look, we're about five rounds into the season. Is there anyone you're willing to admit that you got completely wrong on your ladder? And who has been the biggest shock so far? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think you and I both have the same completely wrong. I, um, oh, although you say, you say one and I'll say the other, cause I think you and I both probably got the same one. Yeah. Okay. Do you so, have, um, yeah. okay. So my one obviously is my team. I'll get them completely, completely mixed up. That's the one yep. who went yep. the wrong way. Yep. I reckon though the one that has blown me out of the water completely, like I, I didn't see it coming at all, was yep. supporter. I haven't Thank seen you it out. Don't know who they've really played yet. So that's another but just keep doing what you're doing. So yep. I, I literally thought you were going to be bottom four. I think where we are and where you are is a complete opposite. Mm-hmm. They they had they they've got speed to burn. They've got spunk about them, St Kilda. Yeah. Well, last year St Kilda played too fast. Where this year they've got that just right. Goldilocks. Yeah. No, I think they were just. I think what they've done in the off season to just harness their ability and play. They're just playing good football, mate. Yeah. Ella Richardson, yep. you know, once again another coach. The guy can coach. You don't get it. You don't get except for Mark Neal. Get appointed a senior coach when you can't get a job. You, you loved Mark Neal when he first got appointed. Don't forget oh, that. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. All right. So mine, mine, mine is my my biggest uh, one. I got wrong, and I'm surprised about is the Fremantle Football Club. I did not see them uh, being anywhere near on near the scores that they're kicking. I think probably, I'm, I'm probably more blown away by the, just the sheer number of goals they're kicking now in their football. That has shocked me. They're winning away from home. Uh, so that's the club that I've got wrong. I said St. Kilda, but you have St. Kilda. I'll pick Frio. So I don't think you and I had them oh, in, no. Our, no. in our top eight anywhere near no. it. No. We're five games into a season, mate. Look, there's... Theoretically, you could say the bottom four teams are out of it. Yep. Um, you've got Western Bulldogs, Hawthorne and Adelaide with, who are on two and three. And then everybody yep. from Gold Coast... 
to Fremantle on three and two. By the way, Gold Coast, who I didn't think he'd win a game. Look could say Gold Coast, yeah. Example, you know, Stewie Jew copped it left, right, and centre. You get good support off the field, you'll get good yep. support. You'll get good results on the field. There's a per- you know, awesome. Like I said, yep. I love seeing teams succeed. Carlton, I couldn't have been happier for them last week. But Geelong, and I would even say to a degree, mm-hmm. uh, Geelong. I didn't think that they would be where they are right now. Yeah, I think I had a mate still. I don't think I don't, I don't think that Gary Rowan and Dalhouse would have made as much of a difference as they have. No, I agree with that. I definitely agree that's, with that. That's the thing that shocked me. Yep. Uh, another question. Yep. Um, once again, think off the top of your head. Is there another player who is so loved by their fans? but is so disliked by the opposition. Um, an example of that is someone like Josh Shel- uh, Joel Selwood, sorry. Loved by the Geelong people, but hated by everyone else. And for, for the person that's in this, this is uh, Philaming Josh, who sent this question in. Mm, good question, Philaming Josh. Get stuffed. I hate Joel Selwood. He's a freaking ducker and I hate, this. I hate him. Uh, I, so, like him. I like him. Uh, I don't like him. Take stuffed. The, take the duck. You know, but he wasn't. He was ducking. He was using. He was doing it between, within the rules. Good on him for getting nah, away. Nah, drops um, his knees. I'd take. I'd take him. Um, I reckon if if I had to look at some teams here right now, oh, mm-hmm. Reith Matheson from Brisbane Lions, who does the shotgun. <laughs> He's a knob, and you can throw in Mitch Robinson as well. I think there's two right there that whose heads need regular panel beating. <sighs> Uh, uh, Chad Chad Wingard for mine. Oh, Chad Wingard. Oh no, Tom Scully. Every time they play Melbourne, we want him glassed. Um, <laughs> uh, Joe Danaher from Essendon. Yeah, oh, I was going to say Ballantine. Oh, Ballantine. He's a serial pest. I love him. I love. I, yeah, I, 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 love did, him. I didn't mind him. I love a good I'm serial pest. Um, uh, the f- funny one, uh, Alex Reince. Oh, really? Yeah, I reckon other clubs can't stand him. No, I don't mind Ranty. Oh, no, I reckon because he, he's too good looking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I reckon there's one there. Uh, Who else? Who's from? I'm, just who's from? I'm, I'm going through the list at the moment. I'm just having a look here. Oh, I'm Toby Green. Toby Green from GWS. He's a oh, yeah. hard ass. But geez, he, he'd be looking good in the Melbourne jumper right now. I'll take that. <laughs> well, you guys apparently uh, are trying to I'll get anyone from GWS. We're trying to get who? Anyone from GWS. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take Leon Cameron. Um, I, I would even actually, I would say from Collingwood, um, Dugowie, Jamie Elliott, that sort of annoyingness, you know, that annoying player. Yeah. I love him. Oh, yeah. You can pick out every, anyone from any team. Yeah, I can't stand Dangerfield to a degree at times because he just does everything so good. Yeah, I think we just—I think we don't like them because we wish we had them. It's because basically that's the type of person we want in our team, but we can't get them. Yeah, like, like what's the name? Uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Kerno. What's his? What's the good one? Charlie Kerno. Yeah, Kurnow. Charlie Kerno. Yeah, no, Charlie. Charlie Kerno. Yeah. Uh, I hate him, but I love him. Yeah. He's a stud, but he can absolutely tear games apart. Oh, yeah. He's no Harry Mackay, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mate, I'm... Oh, jeez. Good question. 
Phil Amin Josh. Good question. We want more Good of them. Question. Remember, the Lace Out podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Send us your questions. If you send them, we'll read them. We'll debate them. We will. And we do record every, uh, well, let's, let's call it 99% of the time on a Tuesday night. Unless I've been invited over to mum and dad's for tea. Yep. And then yep. you're stuffed. And then we're screwed. But then send your questions before that or text us. Yep. On, uh, yep, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. And I'll, I'll get you the number to text us. Awesome. Actually, before we do that, I will get the number to text. Go through the footy tipping. Who's winning the tipping at the moment? Wines. All right. Wines, 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 lines. All right. All right. So the tipping results. So, so far, we're five rounds in. So leading the leading the tipping is Fine Wines on 24, a.k.a. Jamie Wallace. Winning. Winning. <laughs> Morton Meets the Eye is in second position on 22. Uh Running out the podium is Lace Out, so Christopher Pepper, the host, on 22, and Justin's on 21. So there's the top four of our of our tipping. Hey, just just a side note to that, we've got a family tipping comp. I got seven last week. You are dodgy. Yeah. Do you know how I got seven? You scrubbed out names as they were playing. I didn't. I didn't submit my tips on time, so I got all the away teams. Ah, oh, perfect. And then I submitted them, and my dad wouldn't accept them. And then I'm getting seven, and my wife has now lodged a protest with my dad to get the, uh, <laughs> the tips overruled. So I've jumped up. I've jumped up the second. I love it. All right, now listen, you on- listeners, quick thing um, to contact us. We've said the lace out and lace out podcast page on Facebook and also the Twitter handle. But if you want, tweet us or not tweet us, text us your questions, comments, etc. We'd love to hear them on this number. 0400 483 956. That's the number that you need to text all your queries, anything you want to know about the Lace Out podcast. That number again, 0400 483 956. That's the number to contact. So they, we're going to put that up on the Facebook um, on, the, on the Facebook link with this podcast in there. So you can keep that and then text in. Yep. Beautiful. Whose number is that, by the way, Jamie? Uh, I've got no idea whose number that is, actually. Is it yours? Uh, I'm going to give me yours. <laughs> hey, listeners, keep up the great comments. We, we love them. Um, I'm like, we just, like I said, we keep doing this because we love our footy, but we, we love the people that keep uh, contributing. The numbers, they're just growing steadily every week, and that's what it's all about. You know, if we've got people who want to love their footy as much as we do, we'll keep coming back week after week. We love doing this. It's, it's nice to have a bit of a chat, talk about footy and great things. But more importantly, um, like I said, it's just it's having a fun time. We're getting a bit of a community now. So, um, you know, recommend us to your friends. We're on, like I said, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you need to find us, you can find us. More importantly, um, Jamie Wallace, any final thoughts before you uh, we wrap up tonight? Uh, did you catch Game of Thrones? Yes, I did catch Game of Thrones, and I thought the way they've done the first two episodes has been nothing short of brilliant. Yep. I can't believe that Joffrey died. And moving on from that, uh, <laughs> as we say last <laughs> night, every night, J-Dog, how do you like your footy, mate? Peps, I like it. Lace out. Thanks very much, mate. Listeners, have a great week. We'll be back here next week. Go, Demons. Bye-bye. Good morning.